Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family here in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, my name is Daniel Rhoda, and I'll be your host for today's show. Um, we got a really exciting episode for you today. Um, but first, I want to introduce our um, mainstay here, um, Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you? The mainstay. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like that. The mainstay. I like being called the mainstay. <laughs> um, how, how are you doing today, Father? I'm doing really well. I've had a great day. Thanks. Um, perfect. Well, as we jump into the show, Father, can you lead us in a prayer? And yeah, as always, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who has instructed the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may have a right judgment in all things, and evermore rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. That's a great prayer. You know, it's on the back of the Breaking Bread Missiles. Yeah, I was going to ask so you what So there's some really is. good prayers on the back of it, and it's, that's a really powerful prayer to the Holy Spirit. So next time you're at Mass or here in the church and you're looking for a prayer, look at the back of the Breaking Bread, and it's the Come Holy Spirit prayer. It's on the bottom right corner. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Father. Um, yeah, as we kind of jump into this podcast, um, you know, like the last, the last couple episodes, um, we like to start with just kind of like what's going on uh, this week in the parish. Um, so anything, anything special going on this week? You know, the focus of the show is RCIA, and we're, we're gearing up for, obviously, a year of education ahead of us in this year of community. Um, so we've got the Wednesday night program starting Wednesday night, but next week um, we start the introduction for RCIA courses. And so uh, and that's what we're going to be talking to some people who went through RCIA this past year, some parishioners, and we're excited to get into conversation with them. Um, but I think it would be good to talk about what is RCIA, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess as we kind of jump into um, the show, I want to introduce our guests that we have. Um, so we have John Baker. Hi. And then we also have Hannah and Spencer Walner with us. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're working with three microphones, guys. So right now the parish currently only has three microphones, so we're passing the microphone a little bit here during this episode. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, we're going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good time, just kind of getting to know uh, their stories, um, how they came into the church, and their um, experience going through the RCIA process. Which I think, especially for me, who's you know born and raised kind of just cradle Catholic. I've never really gone through that experience. I've just always been Catholic. So it'll be really, really exciting to hear um, their stories, their point of view, and um, especially for anyone who's interested in RCIA, um, just to hear kind of that perspective of it. Yeah, so, and if you're out there and you're listening and you have a loved one or you yourself, you haven't been baptized, or maybe you haven't received the sacrament of confirmation, maybe you didn't get confirmed when you were younger, you made a decision not to, or for some reason didn't, um, or, have, you know, if you haven't been baptized, you, you haven't received First Communion, or maybe you're not Catholic. Maybe you've been baptized, but you're not Catholic. Um, RCIA uh, is a process in which to learn about the Catholic faith and to pray and discern about whether or not you want to enter into those sacraments and really become a Catholic. So RCIA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. It's the way in which an adult is baptized, 
or an adult becomes Catholic, or an adult is brought to the sacrament of confirmation. So maybe you're Catholic, but you were never confirmed. RCIA would be for you. This is something that dates way back in the church. Um, so we see in like the time of Constantine in the fourth century, when Christianity becomes legal too, we see a really formalized process of this actually. And it used to take a lot of years. I mean, it wasn't just a few months of some classes. You had to prove yourself that you weren't just uh, doing this to get at Christians because Christians were being killed and persecuted. Um, but it was a process to enter in and to enter into the waters of baptism primarily. And, you know, nowadays we're so used to, like, everybody's just baptized as a baby as a Catholic. You know, it wasn't always the case. They, they baptized whole households, but you had a lot of pagans because as you're going out to an unevangelized world completely that has never heard of Jesus in those first centuries, they came up with a process to teach the faith and then bring people to discipleship and baptism. So it's, it's adopted from that. Obviously, it's in modern times. Essentially for us in our parishes here at St. Lawrence and Holy Family, it's, it's one night a week from October to Easter um, with some breaks during the holidays and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be for us on Tuesday nights um, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock, I believe. And... Um, it's going to be at Holy Family, and it's a joint venture uh, with Father Rich and the St. James Cluster on the West End. And so uh, Father Rich and I co-teach the class and the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus, the sisters here in the cluster and our parish communities, they help out with it as well with the organizational end of it, and they teach some of the classes. And it's learning everything Catholic in many ways, not everything, but a lot, so that people can make an informed decision about whether or not they want to become Catholic or be baptized or be confirmed. And um, if you go to the class or you're thinking about going to the class, I want to encourage you, go. Just because you go to class doesn't mean you have to become Catholic. Every year that I've done RCIA, and there's been 11 years now, I suppose, there's usually somebody who says, I'm not ready, or I don't want to, or I don't agree, or I'm not quite sure enough to take the step to say, yeah, I want to be Catholic. Um, but a lot of people do because they learn the truth, they prey on it, and they come to a point where it's like, yeah, I want to do this. And so it's a discernment process, and discernment only happens through true learning, and that's what that's what this is about. Yeah, that's great. Um, thanks for that overview with it. Um, oh, well, I guess let's just get into... Yeah, I think we get into the conversation with these the three. Conversation. So we've brought the, interview. Uh, the Walners as well as John on board tonight to just fail to, to, to tell their story of how they ended up in our CIA class, how they ended up becoming Catholic and desiring to become Catholic. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I wanna, I'm going to start with uh, Hannah and her husband, Spencer. They just, you guys just got married. Congratulations. Thank you. How's married life right now? It's good. We just it, bought a house. So You just bought a house? Yeah. Okay, so that's good. Is it in the <laughs> parish area? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's in Kenwood. It's right by St. Benedict's. Okay, so it's not too far of a drive to <laughs> right. come over here. <laughs> yeah, we just registered at St. Lawrence, so it, we're okay. probably pretty committed as here. As long as so. they didn't hear you say you registered at St. Benedict's, we yeah. would have had to have a conversation. <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> no, I'm really glad. So you guys got married this summer, um, got married down at Holy Family. Hannah, you, um, Spencer's been uh, son of Jim and Jenny Walner. Many people know Jim and Jenny in the community. Um, Spencer's been a Catholic his whole life, um, but then you guys started dating, and <laughs> and then you approached, got engaged and approaching marriage. 
Um, and then Hannah, you went through RCA last year and became Catholic this year. So how did that all happen? Um, well, so for a while, Spencer and I, we'd talk about religion and I came from a non-denominational church my whole life. And, um, you know, we'd have a few little arguments, but at the end of the day, like we both knew the gospel and we both knew who God was. So we kind of just agreed to keep it cordial. Um, and then he brought me to mass and honestly, I didn't like it. <laughs> I was not. I was not. Roman Catholic experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was not a fan. And I, he came to my church once, and he didn't like it either. <laughs> but anyways, I just, I kept going with him because I wanted to at least do that as a couple, even if it wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, and then just the more I was around him and his family, and they talk about things like I just question a lot of it. Um, and then there was one day I was watching YouTube, and I looked up a video. I was like. I'm a Protestant and this is why I became Catholic. And I was like, well, if she can become Catholic and she didn't want to, then maybe I can. And everything she said just kind of made sense. And I was like, hmm, I probably should just actually try to open my mind to it. And I was really skeptical, but after eight months, you know, after all that learning, I was sure of it, so. Was there anything in particular that made you kind of take the step to just say, okay, I'm gonna go to this class or to really make that final decision to to enter into the course? Um, I don't know if there's like an exact moment. I think it was just like the more I like researched online and like looked at other people's views, I was like, it just kind of hit me that I was like, okay, if, like it's starting to make sense to me. Like before it just didn't click. And then I was like, okay, well, like some of my questions are starting to be answered, but I want more and I want like more of my questions answered. Good. What about Spencer did, so, well, uh, hmm. did, what did Spencer do to help you with that? So before I let him talk about his journey, I want to hear your side of the story. Honestly. What did Spencer do to help? Was there anything that he did to help? Or maybe was there anything that he did to kind of maybe hinder it where it was like, you know what? Maybe not. To help me go to RCAA? Yeah. Honestly, what helped is that he just didn't push me. He didn't force me to. Like he, you know, like would maybe bring it up, but he never made me feel like I had to. And like he loved me without me being Catholic, so just the fact that he accepted me for who I was, it made me, you know, want to do that for him, and it made me not feel like he was trying to convert me. Like, it was just like, this is what he truly believes, and I wanted that, too. Great. Spencer, on your end, what was, what was just the whole experience, of like, w both watching her journey and being able to be patient and allow her to take that journey and support her in it? Um, yeah, I mean... In all honesty, it was at first it was it was kind of a curveball. I mean, it was it was hard for me to kind of understand where she was coming from. You know, growing up Catholic my whole life, I've only basically known one way. You know, of religion my whole life, and so I kind of had to take a step back and see where she was coming from, and um, you know how she grew up and all this stuff. Um, but I mean, it was a struggle, but it was just it was a good learning curve because I think it it helped us develop our relationship a lot more and um even just grow in our own faith because it's like you know that's that's what the main thing is here is growing in your own faith and you know after understanding each other like that it brings you closer to god i think so good yeah. uh, i'm gonna jump over to john now because john's john, hi father how are you john <laughs> i'm well you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, my name is john baker i've been going to st lawrence here for about 10 years now. My wife, Amanda, attends too. She's a cradle Catholic. Our kids are here. And 
you know, I, w I was one of those people that showed up every Sunday for years, but I was just here in body. I wasn't really paying attention. I was thinking about, should I start Sammy Watkins or AJ Green on my <laughs> fantasy team? What am I going <laughs> to do when I get home? You know, that's what most guys I think are thinking on Sundays. AJ Green, football season. Spencer does that. <laughs> so. You know, I, I grew up in a, a nominally Christian home, meaning mom would drag us to church. I didn't like it, didn't pay attention to it. As soon as I got old enough, I just tuned out. And I, I just embraced the secular life until I was about 19 is when I became a quote-unquote born-again Christian as a Protestant. And I sort of, I, I was the classic Lone Ranger Christian. I had my Bible. I had whatever book I happened to be reading that week, and it was just me, you know. And you didn't write any letters, did you, to I, put them on cars? I, I may have penned a few okay. polemical manifestos <laughs> in my day. I don't know. It's a long time ago. But um, as you can imagine, my formation was woefully inadequate, and that sort of left, led to a life of just sort of hot and cold, up and down, no real direction. I just kind of meandered around. And um, eventually I met my wife, who's cradle Catholic, and I started coming here. But, at, you know, at the time, Catholicism was one more flavor of ice cream in the Baskin-Robbins of Christianity. The, the, it just, I had no idea what separated it from Methodism or Pentecostalism, other than the Pope. You know, that, that was about it. So uh, that's my history. It's, you know, secularism into mushy Protestantism into Catholic. It's the American story, right? <laughs> yeah. American, the dream. American dream, right? <laughs> Become a Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> America. Okay. Um, John, so you kind of just going through the motions in the pews, what is it that led you or caused you to say, I, I want to be fully on board or in this and, and in the right way and in the best way and I want to go into this class as well and go through this mm -hmm. process towards full initiation. Well, it, it's kind of a interesting story. Um, in January of 2018, I, I have this vivid memory of this. I was in my house. We have a wood stove in our living room. I was stooped down, kind of prodding the fire on a winter night, and this thought just popped into my head, and it, it was a question. And it was, should I look into the Catholic Church? And I, I just entertained it for a millisecond and then pushed it aside. It's like, nah, why bother? I'm fine. I, I'm like half Catholic now anyway. I go to Mass more than most Catholics. <laughs> um, but that, that question just kept resurfacing over the course of a couple of weeks. And so I sort of begrudgingly prayed about it one night. And, and this is the part where everybody's going to roll their eyes. I get that. That night I had a dream. And it was just filled with imagery of, of me trying to get into a church and not being able to. And also and sort of a narrative arc of me searching but not getting where I needed to get to. Um, and I say that as a, as a long-time skeptic. If when I hear people say, God spoke to me, my first thought is, that guy's nuts. Okay? <laughs> so I get that. But... Um, I had this dream. I, I wrote it all down, too, so I wouldn't forget. And, you know, the next day I, I prayed about it again. And because, as a skeptic, my first thought was, okay, that's, that's just myself, my conscious, subconscious playing tricks on me. There, there's nothing to this. 
prayed again, said, God, okay, I'm, I'm up to some dents. you got to hit me over the head with a mallet. Should I, should I look into the church? And I had another dream. It wasn't that night. It was probably 10, 12 days later. Very similar. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to get into the church, and there's something holding me back. And uh, again, all this narrative arc of me trying to get in and not being able to and wanting to and not being able to. And um, I finally realized when I woke up, this is what I'm supposed to do. If I don't do it, I'm violating my conscience. So I pulled you aside after Mass one day, and I kind of gave you my story. And um, you said, RCIA. And that was in February. I had to wait till October. That was eight months. good things come to those who wait. So where where Hannah kind of had seemed like the fast track, you had eight (laughs) months. Mine was about 25 years. So there's room for everybody in RCIA. Yeah, that's the thing is there really is, there's room for everybody in RCIA. That's a good line. I like that line. We got to use that line. There's room for everybody in RCIA. Um, If, you know, sometimes people think like, well, there's no way I could be Catholic because of this or that, or, um, you know, my past, this and that. Like, well, you got to come and learn and, and find out and see that, you know, you might be mistaken. I want to say that a lot of the saints, um, a lot of people in Scripture, and a lot of average Joes or Johns, <laughs> the Lord has worked through dreams in unique ways. Not every dream is a spiritual dream. Not every dream <coughs> is a sign from God. I'm not saying that. But there's sometimes where the Lord works through a dream, and uh, I've experienced that in my own life a little bit. And so, it, yeah, we think like well, we're crazy, but it, it it is. Even if it's just us processing, it, there's something in us that's saying, "I want in, I want in, I want in." You know, I'm in your case, and so that's a good story. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, the class itself. So. It, you know, the experiences, that makes the experience unique as well because you get to journey with these other people. And in our, in our parish communities, it's unique because we get to journey with people from other churches in the community because we're teaming up with Father Rich and the St. James uh, Cluster on the West End. And so what, what were your experiences or what would you say about, <coughs> or to folks, about what to expect if they come to RCIA? Snacks. <laughs> and on one occasion, there was beer. Yeah. <laughs> that was when Father Rich was the sole teacher. It was. It was, <laughs> yes. I was gone, and what happens? Father Rich brought beer. <laughs> no, it was a really good experience. It was one of those things that I just looked forward to every week. And it, I think, too, because I didn't understand a lot of what was going on in the Mass. That's why I didn't like it. And then when you, the more you learn, it just like makes everything more intentional. And I was like excited to learn more. So when I went to mass, I actually knew what was going on or what I was doing because I didn't like the whole going through the motions thing. I, you know, I wanted to stay intentional through it all. So it was good to actually know. And it was fun meeting people from different churches and just having that community of we're all growing together and we're all in the same boat. It's good. There, there's definitely was a sense of camaraderie. I mean, in our group, I think there was about. 16 or 20 people depending on the the night and like hannah said monday quickly became my favorite day of the week i I always looked forward to going um and it was nice to know that there's other people out there who are having the same experience as you that they're feeling this desire to join the church but there's hurdles in the way and they need some encouragement and some teaching to overcome those hurdles and um yeah, it was just a, a great experience. And, and when we got to the end, I mean, I know I wasn't the only one. I was like, man, we should just keep doing this. Let's, let's keep going through the summer. It was great. 
Yeah, and I mean, kind of going off um, when he was he was saying, uh, John here is, uh, you know, even um, as you know, if you're journeying towards becoming Catholic, um, obviously I I saw the progression um, through everyone and even myself. It's I was as John would say a cradle Catholic and. Um, I, I went to a Catholic school from second grade to, to eighth, and then I, you know, just went to a regular high school, went to Denfeld. Um, but even going through this process, I wanted to kind of be there for, um, at my at the time, my girlfriend there, and because I knew that if it was this important to me, I mean, I, I had to show that I'm not going to be like, hey, you should go, and I'm just going to sit at home and you know watch football or do whatever. So as you know, for for me to go to the classes themselves, I learned a lot, and I learned a lot about my own religion which I think is is the best thing about it because I felt like I was almost going through RCIA myself where I, I knew some of these simple things but a lot of these um, deep dives into some of these topics it was I, I guarantee you know half the people here that go to church every Sunday don't know it you know even more probably and it's it's just really good to grow in your faith and actually learn about your faith because like I said, when I was in second grade or third grade, I mean, I learned about all the, you know, sacraments and stuff, but did I really want to learn about it? Or, you know, can I just push it to the back of my mind? So It's kind of like anything. And oftentimes it's the Catholics that come to RCIA that have a really profound experience as well. And, you know, so who we allow in the RCIA classes, spouses, or, you know, if they're engaged or potential spouses, right? Um, and sponsors, so the sponsors can come as well to journey with them. So it's it's very intentional, directed towards people that are entering, want to become Catholic or receive one of the sacraments. But Spencer was able to go. Him and Hannah were engaged, and um, um, so we, you know, he he journeyed with her. But one of the things that Catholics experience in the class is like, oh, I, I didn't know that, or yeah. oh, I, I guess I knew that, but I forgot about it. Right, right, yeah. And it's it, it, like in anything in life, when we're a bit older, a bit more mature, we receive it in a different way. So a lot of Catholics will experience that. It's one of the reasons I want to do RCIA for Catholics, which is eventually going to happen, um, just to do this course for anybody. Um, and uh, But when we hear things in a different maturity, you know, most of us... We heard things when we were 14, 15, 16, 17 years old or younger, and then we forgot about it, or we let it, we thought we just knew and we went on our way. So You're a way different person at that age, yeah. too, you know. You hear it in a different way, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. You're not. As all of us know, It's probably, not just yeah. the begrudgingly, like, going, right? Right. Um, were there, as you entered RCIA or you went into the course, was there anything you were nervous about or thinking, like, oh, I don't want to have to do this, or I'm worried about that, or anything like that? I was nervous that like I wasn't gonna get there to become Catholic, and that I'd, it'd be like disappointing towards Spencer or like his family, um, or just even everyone in the class that like I grew with, um, because it was hard. There were some things that were hard for me to accept or learn, and then, you know, everyone else I know and that's important to me isn't Catholic, and I felt like I was like betraying them, which isn't. That's not what it was, but it was just like a really hard pull for me. So I was afraid. It's kind of afraid of becoming Catholic and afraid of not becoming Catholic. So it's just very confusing. And um, otherwise, I don't know. It was just, it was good to learn. Like, it's like when you get to know someone in person, the more you know about them, the more you can love them. And that's how I felt about God too. It's like, well, the more I'm learning about him, it's like the more I know him and the more I love him. So 
It's just a really good thing to do. That's spot on. That's good. John? For me, it was two words, general confession. That was the thing. As that uh, event loomed on the horizon, that, that's the one thing that really kind of freaked me out, knowing that I would have to do that. Um, 42 years and 11 months of sin that I have to un, unfurl in front of uh, another human being. I mean, as a Protestant, that's one of the knocks on the church is why would you confess to a priest? So that was a hurdle that I had to overcome. But um, Father Rich, I know he taught the night where we talked about confession, and he did such a great job of explaining the origin of it and um, casting it in a light where, where in which I'd never seen it before. So, you know, I, I, I did it, and it, it was nerve-wracking leading up to it, but actually doing it was, um, it was great when I walked out. I remember I walked out with a smile on my face. It was a sunny day. It just felt like a new day, and I was ready to go tap dance to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love those kind of confessions, and you walk out, and you want to shoot you to the moon. How about you, Spencer? Did you have any reservations just coming in as a Catholic, walking with somebody that you loved? And um, I mean, not really. Uh, the biggest thing for me probably was I was like, oh, it's going to be so boring. Like, this is eight months. I already, I already know everything. You know, it's kind of you think that, oh, you know, I already went through all this. Um, but like, as I said before, you, you learn so much. And you and Father Rich, you know, compliments to you guys. You guys had such a good dynamic. And even the sisters. And it, it was just so good because sometimes it's like some topics are really good at with spiritually. And some are just you just need the facts of things. Um, some scripture and stuff like that, and Father Rich was great at that, and you were really good. You know, all of you just together was a was a really good dynamic and didn't make it, you know, boring. So that's a good thing. I'd just like to echo that and, and say that an unpaid advertisement here. We're, we're extremely lucky yeah. in the, the clergy and the sisters that we have here in, in our parish and in Duluth as a whole. And you guys, Father Rich, you, Father Ryan, the sisters, Sister Magdalena, Sister Agnes, who's sadly back in New Ulm now, but um, you all did a fantastic job with that class. You, you know, you hit the intellectual points, you hit the spiritual points, and you all just sort of played off each other and presented it in a way where it was impossible not to be fully engrossed for 90 minutes every Monday night. Was there homework? That's a big question some no. people ask. <laughs> no. Right? We don't give homework. There's no assignments. It's not like a pass-fail thing, right? No, it's actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> and there's snacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, and we come back full circle to the <laughs> snacks. Well, we're really grateful that you guys have taken the time to share your story with uh, people in our parish communities and um, excited for you as you journey forward. Be praying for those that are discerning or going to consider coming to RCI this year. Um, folks, uh, if, you're, if you're discerning or interested, um, the first informational night is going to be Tuesday. Um, I'm pulling up the calendar here. I should have had this prep because I don't have a note. Tuesday, October 8th. Um, it's just a night to come to Holy Family at 6.30. And what you'll do is you'll, you'll hear about what, what is... What does the course look like? What's the schedule? What are the practicals? They'll walk you through it. Um, and then the next week we start, we're off and running with the, the very first topic and the very first lesson. Um, 
there's no attendance taken. You know, there has to be some kind of a pattern of being involved and, and participating in it and, uh, in order to be able to move towards Easter and be able to enter into the church or any of the sacraments. Um, and there's also no pressure. We truly want to walk with just in a discernment with this. If you're interested, you can just show up that night. Um, or you can reach out uh, to the sisters at Holy Family. So reach out to Holy Family. Um, call and, and ask for the sisters in charge of RCIA. Um, you can also send an uh, email to the parish email um, or call the parish and just say, I'm interested in RCI. I'd like my name put down and just so they're ready for me, and we'll get that to the sisters who are organizing that end of it. Um, but just all are welcome. What was the line earlier? Uh, There's room for everyone in RCA. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's very true because it's we're going to take you where you are and we'll walk together. And sometimes I walk in together, there's going to be challenges or different things, but let's jump hurdles together, you know? Uh, there is room for everyone. So really, really grateful to the three of you uh, taking some time and, and sharing your story. Inspirational. Thank you. Thanks for asking us. Yeah, absolutely. And any, any last parting words? No, she's shaking her head. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't Thank, have any parting thanks, words. Spencer, appreciate yeah, no that. <laughs> Dan, back to you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Father. Um, yeah, wh what a great episode. Thanks, John. Uh, thank you, Spencer and Hannah. Um, and as we close up this podcast, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening. And um, as I've said the last couple times, um, Jip, just uh, I ask you to be an advocate for it. Uh, share it on social media. Um, you know, share it with uh, the people in your life. You know, tell people about it. Uh, we really want this to reach um, our community. Um, you know, both the communities of St. Lawrence and Holy Family, but especially kind of to reach out to um, maybe you know s some people in the greater community who don't have uh, immediate access to it. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised.